CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of your money and your life with Don Cash. We're hanging out here talking about investing, finance, and retirement as the year is winding down. And so we are almost at the end of 2021. And as always, don't forget if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast or haven't done so yet, consider doing so by going to doncashpodcast.com. You might be there already. Doncashpodcast.com. Just hit the subscribe button, which is usually the little heart button on whatever app you're using, like Apple or Google or Spotify. And that gets you all set to go. Or there's a follow button sometimes as well, depending on what service you're using. You can use those individual apps. Or, of course, you can you can find it all at doncashpodcast.com. And we even have some descriptions on there on how to subscribe. Just scroll down to the bottom of the page and you'll see that right there. Don, my friend, what is going on? How you doing? We are... Uh, winding down, and we're going to talk about 2021, just kind of going through the year in review, kind of like we did last year. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's hard to believe that the year is coming to an end, right, Mark? I mean, mm-hmm. it's um, you know, I was listening actually to our show that we did a year ago. You mentioned right. that, yep. Like, you know, we're going to do another type of a year in review show. So I was listening to the show that we did December of 2020, and we did this show right in the middle of the Great Nor'easter, a week before Christmas. <laughs> Oh, of last year yeah. and, and parts of the northeast got hit with up to like three feet of snow yeah. with power outages for thousands of residents it, it's interesting it, it was such a huge event and i i had a hard time remembering it <laughs> yeah well yeah and i don't want to remember it because <laughs> i'm yeah. not that crazy about it well you know at least you don't have to worry about that this go around right because you finally didn't you get that uh the whole home generator thing put in well, I'll tell you, it's funny you mentioned that, Mark, because it's coming tomorrow. Uh, oh, It's a okay. big installation date, and um, we're just making sure that we have all the loose ends tied up. And today, this morning, the landscaper had to stop by and pull out a bush, which is exactly where the generator is getting oh, installed yeah. Yeah. outside. So if there's a power outage in the area, we will be the go-to house for shelter for neighbors and family and friends and mm-hmm. um, social distance, of course. There you go. Yeah, I thought about getting one put in myself this year, uh, but it's just been so hard with contractors and various different things and supply and demand. So maybe that'll be on the docket for next year because, uh, yeah, it can certainly be very useful. So, well, since the last show, Don, uh, it is the last one of the year. And since we kind of did the same thing, we're going to do the same thing as we did last year. Let's go over some of those highlights in the news and things like that and predictions and so on and so forth. And See what uh, we think about 2022. See how we feel about it. Yeah, it's funny, Mark. When you say 2022, I still can't believe it's going to be 2022 and in a couple of weeks. And if you think back to when you were in high school or college, the year 2000 seemed like very science fiction, right? <laughs> right. At least to me. I mean, I'm a bit older than you. You know, I have to, I have to hand it to you again, Mark, though. I listened to the show um, last year. And at this time, everyone was counting down to the end of 2020 and looking forward to putting COVID behind us. That was the thinking, right, back then a year Uh ago. And you said, 
let's not put too much pressure on 2021. Uh And again, my friend, you are correct. And what do we do? We put too much pressure on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and go with a twofer and say, uh, I'm going to pretty much go with the same prediction and say, look, let's, let's see if we learned our lesson and let's not put too much pressure on 2022. It got a little better in 21. Maybe it'll get a little more better, you know, and a little more better. Is that good English? Maybe it'll get a bit better (laughs) in 2022, but let's not, uh, let's not beat it up just yet. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a good. I think it's a good prediction. Yeah, it was a good prediction, and I will follow your advice. I'm not going to put pressure on the next year. I just okay. take it one day at a time. Right. That's right. Appreciate every day. At least we're not dealing with a major nor'easter snowstorm right now. The weather's beautiful. Yeah, knock on wood. Yep. And uh, if you look back a year ago, at the end of December 2020, Mark, as we headed into that uh, year 2021, which we didn't want to put pressure on. President Trump was contesting the election results exactly a year ago. And the big date on the horizon, at least politically, was January 5th. That was the date scheduled for that runoff Senate race in Georgia. And the results uh, on election day, the reason why there was a runoff, is uh, the, the November results triggered a runoff between the two Republican and Democrat candidates. And the results came in the next day. Uh, that confirms what we have now. Uh, The two Democrat candidates won, and we have a 50-50 split in the Senate, along with almost exactly an evenly divided House of Representatives as well, and hence a lot of gridlock in Washington. Yeah, no, definitely. We've obviously watched that go on all year long. And just like that snowstorm, you know, I think a lot of us want to forget, or well, with that, we probably did forget about the Senate runoff, but I think a lot of us want to forget about, of course, the next day which was January 6th, and there's still a lot of back and forth on all of this stuff as well. Yeah, I mean, for sure. So many people try to look back and look ahead Mm -hmm. and make an investment or a financial decision based on a prediction, right? Right. And as we say all the time, the stock market reacts to news. The news is unpredictable. (laughs) Very. And (laughs) therefore, the stock market in the short run is unpredictable. And you know, I encourage people often, Mark, to look up financial predictions one year ago and right. see how bad they were, right? And a perfect example of that unpredictable occurrence are events like you mentioned, January 6th, right? Or COVID. Uh, no one saw either of these coming before it happened. And if you go through some of the other events of this year, January, of course, was the incident on January 6th, as well as President Biden's inauguration. Uh, ironically, what a lot of people forget is exactly one year earlier, before that, right? So it's January of 2020, almost two years ago now, just before COVID was a thing, we had the impeachment of President Trump, right? That was exactly a year prior to January. It's been a few years of volatility is what you're saying. It is. And the funny thing is we forget these things, right? A lot of these things. The other news item that we dealt with early in the year was the rollout, of course, of these new COVID vaccines. And um, a lot of people forget the difficulty many people had in getting appointments for the jab. By the time we got to March, though, Mark, the cases had dropped 80%. So the first three months of, of the news was really consumed with COVID vaccines. And as of now, I, I read today something like 99.9% 
of people in the United States over age 65 yeah. had had a COVID vaccine. Well, and no matter where you fall on that stance politically or with vaccines and so on and so forth, you know, the year has been filled with all these conversations and what did we wind up getting in 21? But now we got these different variants. And of course, you know, that's caused the markets to react wildly, the news, as you were just pointing out. And so the prediction was, what, three years or something like that on a vaccine? Yeah, it was, I think, three years or four years or, or more. I mean, the typical vaccine is like, I think, five to eight years right. to get to market. But as you mentioned, Mark, no one saw the Delta variant. Or as of Thanksgiving, we were talking about this last show, Omicron, right? The, <laughs> it's just the, such a terrible the, uh, name. <laughs> It's a weird name. Yeah. It's it's Greek apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the you know the day that occurred, totally out of the blue, uh, the stock market goes down almost a thousand points. And and yes, you know a, a good point as you mentioned was another prediction gone wrong. Right. The good news though, in the middle of the year, is that the economy started to reopen with a lot of these vaccines. And we but we started the other side of the coin is we started to see a lot of shortages and the return of inflation, right? So we had used car shortages abounding. The prices soared. And we oh, yeah. bought a car in the summertime. I'm not sure if you've been car shopping this year, but we paid probably, I want to say at least 20% more than we would have paid a year ago. Yeah, I think the average I saw was somewhere around 30 actually nationally. So yeah, used cars were way up. Yeah, it was impossible to find one. Even a new car was up, you know, something uh, close to that 20%. Well, due to the more. chip shortage, right? So they weren't manufacturing as many new cars, so therefore used cars became a hotter commodity. Right, and we have a global supply chain, so it's not just issues here, it's all over the world. Uh, people couldn't get materials for their homes, right? Refrigerators, appliances, you know, things like sheetrock to build your home or to improve your home. <laughs> the lumber shortage back there in the L summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lumber prices went through the roof. And, you know, talking before about this uh, home generator we're having installed tomorrow, we signed that contract something like seven months ago for that thing. Mm -hmm. And they told me, usually it takes about two or three weeks. Right. And we yeah. have it installed. Usually. So. Usually, yeah. but again, global supply chain, shortages, the price for the generator was a little higher. The other thing we saw, which was a great phenomenon pretty much all over the country uh, this year, particularly in some regions, is housing prices jumping over 30% or more in some markets, right? So many people had still not returned to work. Mm -hmm. There was tons of stimulus money floating around. And there was this huge pent-up demand for goods and services. And yet again, a year ago, not many people saw this coming. Well, you know, and to be fair, Don, I think a lot of these things we just covered so far, we kind of want to forget to some degree, right? We just kind of want to get things back to normal. That's always the conversation. How, how much closer can we get to normal and things of that nature? And so inflation, gas prices, that's what's really on people's minds right now because, you know, Christmas shopping and running around and things like that, that's what's driving their everyday life. And so that begs the big question. And of course, we've gone back and forth around this a little bit. Is it permanent? Was it transitory? You know, first they said it was transitory, then they started to kind of change their opinion a little bit. So now what are we looking at? Yeah, that's the question everyone's asking, Mark, right? And the reality is, isn't everything transitory, Mark? I mean, isn't well, life true. transitory? <laughs> Very true. I guess, <laughs> I guess that's how you want to spin it, right? Yeah, no, nothing lasts forever. So you could say everything is transitory. But for almost an entire year, uh, the officials in the government and talking heads in the media have said that it's transitory, right? Or temporary. 
Uh, but now a lot of them have changed their tune to say that some aspects of it are permanent. I mean, you hear a lot of the talking from the Federal Reserve mm-hmm. talking about that. And a lot of things people did not re- predict was that many people who are middle-aged or, you know, say, over age 50 or 55, have simply dropped out of the workforce. And that was a surprise. I mean, per- yeah. perhaps permanently, it could be that they could return. And many younger people as well, Mark, seem to be living off of their unemployment checks. And a shortage of workers leads to all kinds of problems, of course, including inflation. And very often, I see signs in storefronts indicating a reduction in store hours, or the, um, there's tons of help-wanted signs everywhere in places that you wouldn't ordinarily say. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. It's everywhere. I see that as well. Uh, we're in different towns, and obviously, you know, everybody's seeing that. Believe it or not, I, uh, I went to Starbucks not too far from where I live, and they said, we are now closed on Monday and Tuesday. Ouch. Yeah, and because of the labor shortage, their drive through I believe, is open. They're closed Monday and Tuesday. The Starbucks where my wife and I usually have dinner closes at 7 o'clock, which drives me nuts, oh, Mark, because I like my coffee after dinner. <laughs> right. <laughs> and now 7 o'clock, I'm thinking, boy, oh, boy, this is getting to be pervasive everywhere. So, you know, some good news regarding inflation, of course, is that we did see a, a 5.9% increase in Social Security benefits starting in January of 22, coming up next month. So that's good yeah. for seniors, right? They're getting an increase in their Social Security benefits. But it's funny, I saw a letter uh, a client of mine received regarding increase in Social Security benefits mm-hmm. and the Medicare premium. People get this letter if they're over age 65 and they're collecting Social Security. It said that we're having a 5.9% increase in your benefits, which okay. is, of course, good news. Sure. And it just mentioned, and your Medicare Part B premium will be $170.10. Yeah, it's also going up. Yeah. Not mentioning that that's 14% higher. Right. Yeah, they it, left that number conveniently off, right? Yeah, that number was off, but the 5.9%. So, you know, this is something that um, I guess is a, a give and take, right? It's good news re- regarding the Social Security and uh, <laughs> well, bad news regarding the Medicare. Isn't that the government's MO period? Isn't that at least an old adage for us anyway, right? You know, the, the good news is the government said something good. The bad news is they also <laughs> didn't say something bad. It's always, yeah. it's always back and forth with them. You get a little good news, but they kind of just, you know, gloss over the bad news. Uh, yeah, and it's the biggest increase in like 40 years, which to me is also kind of an indictment of, you know, the inflation that we were just talking about. Yeah, exactly. But politically, it, it's very popular. Oh, sure. It looks good. But speaking of politics, on the political front, we saw, of course, the end of the war in Afghanistan. And nobody thought even six months ago it would turn out as tragically yeah, as it did uh, in the summer, as well as we saw surprising election results in Virginia and even in New Jersey, where the uh, the governor had a very, very narrow uh, victory, but in Virginia, we have a new governor, and, and people did not see that coming. The ultimate political fall from grace, though, has to be the resignation of Andrew Cuomo, Mark. Nobody saw that coming a year ago. A, a year ago, in fact, he was being compelled to run for president in the early part of 2020, and he even wrote a book on mm-hmm. leadership and managing COVID. No, very true. And now his, his brother is kind of in the same fate as well. So he's been uh, recently let go. So yeah, yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. Another surprise about uh, both Cuomo's being 
uh, fired or, or having to resign. But my only prediction, though, going forward for 2022, Mark, is that there's going to be more news going forward. Wow, you're going no, out on a limb there, buddy. I am. That no one will predict, right? Yeah. It could be political or economic or weather-related, foreign policy-related. Here's the bottom line. We always need to be prepared. Of course, emotionally prepared, but financially as well. And, and it's through diversification. So if inflation's high, you need assets that respond well to inflation. If it's less than expected and the economy hits a bump in the road, you need safe, high-quality assets. If foreign markets happen to be better because of a loosening up of supply chains or a reduction in COVID or for whatever reason that occurs in foreign markets, we need some international stocks too. Well, we got to always be prudent, and that's one of the things. So by subscribing to the podcast, of course, we're going to continue to talk about things as they come up all through into the next year. So get yourself uh, that subscription, which, again, it doesn't cost anything. It's easy to do. You just hit the follow button or the heart button or whatever it might be on whatever podcasting app you like to use, and you can find it all at doncashpodcast.com. And you can also, by being prudent, get yourself that complimentary strategy session with Don. Have a conversation uh, for 15 minutes. You know, Just talk about your money and your life, right? Right there in the title of the podcast. You can call them at 800-664-1183. It's 800-664-1183. Or again, stop by the website. Uh, for the podcasting, it also links you back to his main website as well. So Don, I got to ask you one more thing here. And that's the other big story of the past year. And that's in the investment world. And that's the crypto stuff, man. The Bitcoin and crypto just doubled in value in some places. And just, you know, everybody is talking about it. Yeah, it's interesting, Mark. I'm getting more and more questions about this too. And you know, in some respects, it reminds me of what happened 10 years ago when gold jumped in price or, or during the dot-com period when everybody wanted internet stocks, right? You know, People want this stuff after the price goes up. Right. And just keep in mind what happened last time. The price of gold doubled after the financial crisis of 2008, okay. right? Just like you mentioned, that Bitcoin doubled. Mm -hmm. uh, it hit over $1,700 an ounce by 2012. Mm -hmm. uh, and after fluctuating the past 10 years, okay. it has leveled out at about $1,700 an ounce. <laughs> so maybe, so gold sounds like a good thing to give your wife on uh, Valentine's Day, but uh, yeah, it didn't, didn't do to, do didn't too well over the 10 years, I guess. It's been Great much, for jewelry, yeah, yeah. bad for diversification. Okay. All right. right. Good, good. All right. So it's more of a speculation. Okay. So, you know, you, people buy it high. And uh, if you do still own it today, it's about the same. Although, you know what happens in reality, Mark? People hmm. just sell it, get sick of it because it goes from 1700 to 1500 to 1300 to 12. And ah, they say, just get rid of it. And now it it's 17, yeah. so, 1700 again. Gotcha. And the price of many internet stocks also doubled or tripled or even more in the late 1990s, and many dropped by 80% or more by the year 2000. Mm -hmm. So okay. regarding Bitcoin and crypto, keep one thing in mind. Here's something I, I, I rarely hear discussed. If it's actually currency, where do you go and buy things with it, right? Can you go to dinner or pay your mortgage or your taxes or go on a trip and pay for that using a Bitcoin? It brought me back um, to a memory I had. I remember distinctly when gold was all the rage about 10 years ago, Mark. We happened to have this big storm here in New Jersey, Hurricane Sandy, and there were gas shortages everywhere. 
gas stations couldn't take credit cards because there's no power. Sure, yeah. They all wanted to get paid in cash. Old-fashioned U.S. <laughs> greenbacks, $20 bills. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Same with a lot of grocery stores. So you, you couldn't shave off a little chunk of gold is what you're saying. Exactly. I yeah. was thinking, you know, right now, gold does me absolutely no good here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Online for uh, uh, filling up my tank or putting gasoline in my uh, gas can. But if you travel anywhere in the world from Europe to any remote village in Central America or Africa, they all take U.S. currency. That's what's ironic, right? If you have a wad of bills, you should do fine buying stuff. But until Bitcoin can be widely used as currency, it will remain just what I think it is, a pure speculation. The question people need to ask who are interested in Bitcoin is why? right? Why do you want it? Is it driven by a reaction to the news? Is it greed? Is it something else? You know, what if you bought $50,000 of Bitcoin and the price doubled to $100,000? How would your lifestyle change? You know, how would you feel? Would you buy a lot more Bitcoin if it was $100,000 and, and the price doubled? Or what if you bought 50000 and it went to 1000 You know, how would that affect your life? People have to really get clear on why they're doing something. Well, I mean, those are great points. I guess it'd be like any other investment, right? If you get into something and it doubles, you're hoping maybe to get out and capitalize on that or, you know, vice versa. So to me, it always begs the question that comes back to what is your investments? What are they doing for you? What's the true purpose of your money and how it affects your life, which again, one of the reasons we call the show Your Money and Your Life. So it's a lot when you, to, to take in when you talk about these kinds of things. And that is a lot of what you talk about, Don, in helping people to navigate to and through a successful retirement. So as we wrap up the show and wrap up the new year, and hey, we're at 22 minutes going into 2022, so that's pretty good. Uh, get, yourself on, <laughs> get yourself on the calendar, folks. Have a conversation. Do yourself and your retirement a favor if you haven't done so yet, especially going into the new year. Uh, sit down with a qualified professional like Don Cash. He is a CPA and a CFP certified financial professional. And you can get yourself onto that calendar by calling 800-664-1183. No cost or obligation to have that strategy conversation. 800-664-1183. Or again, don't forget to stop by and visit the podcasting website, doncashpodcast.com. We teach you how to subscribe to it right there on the main page. You can hit the heart button, follow button, whatever the case might be. Check it out on all the different platforms. You can listen to it right from the website. So go by Podcast. Don, my friend, thanks for hanging out with me this year. I appreciate it. Learned a lot along the way, and I hope you and the family have a wonderful holiday season. Same to you, Mark. Thanks for everything. Merry Christmas to you and everyone listening, and a blessed, healthy, happy new year. Absolutely. And we'll be back with more in 2022 right here on Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash from Donald W. Cash and Associates. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.